The Gang Green Report with Mike Demurgis and Rob Carpenter. Mike Demurgis here along with Rob Carpenter for the Gang Green Report as the Jets dropped to one and four, losing to the Falcons 27 to 20 in London. Rob, from the opening kickoff, it looked like the Jets just, just weren't ready to play this one. Yeah, they looked like they uh, came out a little flat. But, um, you know, as we were talking and pretty much as everybody else was been talking about that one particular play, uh, the roughing the, rough the pass on Quincy Williams, you know, third down. That really changed. Yeah, that, that really changed the ebb and flow of the game. And that just really extended the drive, which if the Falcons opened up with a nice long drive, even though it just resulted in a field goal. Yeah, it was a yeah, but it was a chance for them to get off the field um, and, you know, catch a little bit of a break. Um, you know, and that momentum might have swung the other way. They're punting from from deep in their own territory and, and you know, change the uh, field, field position. So um, but they still had a chance to 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 make up for it. You know, they held them to a field goal. And unfortunately, the Jets, uh, you know, went three and out on the, next, on the first offensive series. And, and Atlanta just drove the ball right back down the field and got a touchdown, made it 10 nothing real quick. You know, it seemed like the, the the whole flow of the first half was was defense was pretty much on the field um, until late when the Jets had a, had a had a small drive, um, but you know can't really do that with a team that's that's this young. Keep the defense on the field that long, um, especially off of last week, the amount of plays that they played last week. Uh, you know, defense is on the field for almost 100 plays last week. That's basically two games in one. Um, so you know, and then the travel overseas. I'm not going to say that actually, uh, you know, had a whole lot to do with it, but, you know, because both teams had to go. But, um, you know, when you're on the field that much as a as a unit, you know, it's tough. Well, here are the numbers. Matt Ryan, 33 of 45 for 342 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, no sacks. Uh, meanwhile, Zach Wilson, 19 to 32, 192, sacked twice, one interception. Sacks came uh, late in the fourth quarter, so the uh, overall he had he had some protection. But the concern really in the first half, Rob, the the Falcons were able to get chunks on the running game, and Matt Ryan was real quick with his pass plays, and the Jets secondary really didn't have an answer for them as they scored twenty first half points. Yeah, it was uh it was a little kind of unreal with the the way that he was able to, to to pick them apart. But you know, Matt is a he's a veteran man. Um, you know, he's been around this league for a long time. He's seen a lot, so. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure they were aware of, you know, the Jets pass rush um, and the, the quick passing took care of that. You know, when you have a, a guy who can get the ball out of his hands pretty quick, you know, it, it takes care of a lot of that. Um, what the Jets needed to do was, uh, you know, put a little pressure up there and, uh, you know, on the receivers, especially with with Ridley being out, um, Gage being out. It's really only up to Pitts and Patterson is what, what they really uh, what they had as far as threats go. So, um, you know, unfortunately, Jets didn't actually get that done until the second half. That was too late. Why were the uh, Atlanta Falcons running backs able to get into the uh, the Jets linebackers without them being touched by any linemen? It seemed like uh, they didn't have an answer for that early on. Yeah, early on, it was a little 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 weird, man. Uh, you know, you don't, usually don't see the Jets give up that many chunk runs like that. But whatever scheme they had going on, um, the Falcons' old line was actually able to get up to the second level and, and, and control Mosley and, uh, and Quincy Williams, you know, quite a bit uh, in that first half. Started to down a little bit in the second half. Um, you know, uh, they tightened up the run defense. So uh, those big chunks, and they started putting uh, putting the Falcons into, you know, second and third and long. So um, that helped out a lot, uh, as you can see, where, where you know, the scoring went down in the, in the second half. But, you know, the fourth quarter, late, late in the fourth quarter, that, that drive they had to go down and score the touchdown actually kind of, you know, sealed it. What would you think of uh, Zach Wilson's play overall? Uh, just a, a rookie quarterback, huh? 
He's a rookie, but, you know, some of those passes that he made in the first half uh, should have been completions. Um, he threw a couple of balls in the dirt, um, you know, or in the turf. That could have been some some huge gains. Uh, the one to Crowder where they were down in the red zone, that looked like it would have been a touchdown if he just gets the ball out there. And basically same thing on the next play where he uh, where he hit Moses in the back with the, with the screen pass to Tevin Coleman, which looked like it was going to be a huge play as well. Um, it just seemed like he was a little off. You know, um, passes weren't crisp until the second half uh, for, for whatever reason. Um, I don't know if it was the timing. I don't know if it was, you know, him being unsure of what he was seeing down the field. Um, but, you know, until he just started to just say to himself, all right, I'm just going to catch it and just let it go. Uh, then everything started to turn around. But, you know, that, that, that first half was kind of kind of <laughs> an abomination, man, where, you know, some of those passes were just kind of kind of bad. Yeah, we're finding that the, the Jets are definitely better in the second half. It's the first half. They, they seem like they're clueless when the first half begins. Is, is this a coaching issue or just a young team issue? I think it's a young team issue. Um, I don't think it's a coaching issue because the same plays being called. So, um, you know, you see the the, the plays that are, are being called in the first series, the second series, the, the scripted plays that they usually have, first 15, which every team usually has. Um, those are the same plays that are being called in the second half, uh, and, and they seem to be working. So I think it's just um, them – and, and, and Zach being comfortable, like I said, a few of those passes that he made in the, in the first half, um, they were just off, you know, um, passes that were behind receivers or, or just not even close. So, you know, I, I can't call that a coaching issue because, you know, if he runs the same play in the second half, it's complete. You know, what's what's the difference? It's the fact that Zach actually got the ball out and, and, and made a fine play. Um, so, uh, you know, there's going to be so many people calling for, you know, the head of, uh, of LaFleur and the, or the, the, the head of, of Salah. But. You know, when you look at the, the the overall scheme of what they're doing, you know, it's no different in the second half than what they're doing in the first half. Just for, for whatever reason, the second half is working. Well, they drop to one and four next week. They have a bye. But uh, I, as I look at the schedule, Rob, I, I was hoping the Jets might have a six-win season. But we're talking they might have a three-win season. So after that, they, they're at New England, home for Cincinnati, uh, at Indianapolis, home for Buffalo, home for Miami, at Houston. We'll give them a win there. Uh and that's being generous. The home for Philadelphia, maybe. Then New Orleans at Miami versus Jacksonville versus the Bucks and at Buffalo. We're, we're talking probably maybe three wins. We're, we're talking a three and 14 season. As a Jets fan, I just can't stomach much more. It's, I, I, I know we're growing, but just, you know, to, to be all pumped up to try to watch a game. I'm, I'm happy we, we just had this game in the morning. At least I could watch a real football team in the afternoon at one o'clock and four o'clock. <laughs> to spend Sunday afternoons wasting our time like this, it's just it's just frustrating. It just seems like they came out so flat, so unimaginative. It, it's really disheartening as a, as a Jet fan. Um, you know, it's going to be tough. <laughs> I, said this, I said this from the beginning. I said this from the beginning of the season. It's going to be tough when you think about a team that actually had the second pick in the draft where you, you can't expect them to be a playoff contending team. Um, they had the second pick for a reason. They weren't that good, um, whether you want to call it the coaching staff or not. But you kind of want to bring in somebody that can actually put a whole new culture around a team, um, transform what they actually have out there on the field. Um, they're starting a rookie quarterback who doesn't have a veteran presence behind them. So the, the mistakes are going to be there. Um, and then take a look around the league. You know, what's going on? There's a lot of parity in the league, but also at the same time, the rookies aren't faring too well, um, especially the rookie QBs that are out there. Um, so, you know, the, the the growing pains were going to be there. And if you didn't expect it, you know, I, I don't know what anybody was thinking if you weren't expecting these growing pains to not be there. 
were there going to be some games where you saw uh, a lot of progress and, and, you know, there should be a few wins in the season. Um, I'm not discounting them being Miami. Miami's not playing that great. Um, I'm not discounting them beating New England. New England isn't a world beater. Uh, they've played them already. They know what to know what to expect from them. Um, you know, Mac Jones isn't a, isn't a world beater as a, as a rookie as, as well. So, you know, you can, I can pretty much expect that to be a tough game. Um, and, you know, uh, looking at the, the, the overall landscape of it, you said three wins. I see a few more in there that they can possibly get, um, you know, because if you look at the schedule, everybody looks at certain teams as, as them being so much more dominant uh, than, than the Jets. I don't see the Colts being so much more dominant. I don't see New Orleans being so much more dominant. Look at New Orleans the way they're playing. They just got smashed last week by the, by the Giants. Who expected that, you know? Um, and who expected the game to be that close? But, you know, this is the NFL. You got to go out and play every week. Um, and if you're not ready, you're going to get killed. And, and hopefully, you know, as the season goes and you see what's going on with the, the way the players have bought in, um, they all know that they can play better. Uh, they all know that certain things are going to happen this season. You didn't hear any of them talking about being a playoff team. Um, they knew they were going to have their, their, their bumps. Um, but as long as they're actually trying to improve every week, you know, you really can't ask for anything more when you have a rookie head coach, rookie offense coordinator, and a rookie QB going out there with really no veteran presence behind them. Well, I, I guess we're not going to see from Bill Parcells going from one and 15 to nine and seven with the chance of, you know, making the playoffs on the last game of the season. We're not, we're not going to see that this year under Sal. I'm just saying, right. Not, not this season. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. If they continue what they're doing this season, they continue on the, on the, you know, the road that they're on. You could fully expect that to be uh, in the works for next year. You would expect them to be much, much, much better. You would expect them to have a chance to be a, a playoff team if the right group is actually out there, which everyone thinks the, the right group is out there. Um, these guys have to come along. They have to get better. Um, the whole group as a whole. You know, they got all these young, young defensive backs out there playing, um, and this is a valuable experience that they're getting. Um, I, I almost believe that they didn't bring in a veteran uh, corner for that reason. They wanted these guys to get the experience of, of what it's like to being the main guys out on the field and having to go out there and play every play, uh, every down, and then get the experience of, of trying to win a game um, because they, they, they're going to rely on these guys for, for the future. Um, and I know Jets fans hate hearing that word, the future, but that's where we're at right now. That's 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 just reality of what it is. Oh my gosh! All right. Well, uh, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll take this all with a grain of salt as we watch another four and thirteen season. And you know, thank, thank God there there are other teams to watch. It's it's always good watching a team that knows how to play some football. So we'll we'll, we'll get some of that this afternoon. The Giants take on the Cowboys. We'll we'll, we'll enjoy that one. Yeah, Rob that'd be, that'd be Carpenter, with, along with Mike Demurgis here for the Gang Green Report. The Jets dropped to one and four in the season. Uh, they have a bye next week, so they can't lose. So that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> hopefully they come out a little pumped up uh, to take on New England after that. Rob, thank you so much. Yeah, no problem, Mike. See you next week. This has been a production of the Sports Communication and Media Graduate Program at Iona College. 